Welcome to the Shred with Science podcast with your host, Dr. Chris Spearman, one of the world's leading online fitness coaches, an expert in metabolic correction and a global cover model. Chris delves deep into the most up-to-date scientific literature to provide you with the tools you need to live a healthy, enjoyable, and educated lifestyle. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Shred with Science podcast. It is episode 112, the 12th episode of the deep dive, and we are talking about peak week, the physiology behind peak week, the biochemistry behind what actually happens within the body um, in the last few days leading up to a show or a shoot, and how generally us as coaches, along with our athletes, can manipulate uh, this look in a very short space of time to get the most out of their physique. Now, of course, this is predominantly something within the bodybuilding world that people have been utilizing for a very long time in getting people on stage and in bodybuilding shows. But we utilize this massively for our clients within the Cover Model Academy who, yes, are competing on stage, but predominantly for those who are doing photo shoots and want to get in the best shape of their lives within the Cover Model Academy. Now... Before we go any further, as always, the winner of this episode's review is an Imogen Grace, and she leaves a five-star rating and says, I've stumbled across your podcast and very grateful for that. Episode 111, especially so. Having found a career that inspires me to continue learning, I love reinvesting in myself through courses, training, and any other form of education to allow me to help clients more. But hearing you talk about how the path of your education isn't always applicable at the time, but is never wasted, has reminded me that what I was doing, that what I'm doing is good. And just because it's not the norm doesn't mean I shouldn't continue evolving in this way. Thank you for this and constantly mixing up what I learn on this platform, Imogen. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Um, You know, I love being vulnerable in the sense that I am not directly using my PhD or or my doctorate right now, but it is definitely playing a massive role in who I am as a person, who I am as a coach, and the belief that I have in myself, my clients, the education in, obviously, in in science that, that I have gathered over the last number of years, over the last decade, 15, almost 20 years, I suppose, being in education that this is something, and I'm still only 29 for another few days at least. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. Of course, drop me a DM, hit me an email, and uh, let's get a free call in. Of course, anyone who leaves a review gets booked in, uh, and we have a call on anything you like. Supplementation, training, nutrition, business, mindset, whatever it may be. Now, peak week. So I'm going to start off by saying that peak week is a can be important um but i think peak week is something that is probably um over exaggerated in the difference that can make for most people i think the biggest mistake people make is uh thinking that them you know doing some crazy cuts and you know some crazy drugs or diuretics or something it's gonna you know all of a sudden just completely change their life well it won't it won't and more often than not 
if you're looking pretty decent and you feel like you're ahead of the game and your condition is on point, then you're probably better off just not even going down that route of using anything drastic um, to you know get that last five ten percent. Actually, the one thing I will say is over the last number of months, we've had probably a dozen people either compete or get on stage. Actually, maybe more um, uh, compete, get on stage or get in front of the camera and uh, and do a photo shoot. So this is a, a hot topic with us and it's something that I think needs to be addressed. I think there's a lot of Generally speaking, I think there's a lot of old school um, myths and old school bodybuilding myths and bro science that is still floating around. And this is one that probably from the very early days of, of my kind of fitness journey, I was able to identify from a science perspective that there just was not a huge amount of sense in what was going down. Now, let's just put it into perspective. Okay, so generally speaking, I will always say this. If you are looking good, like I said before, don't do anything crazy. Don't do anything drastic on peak week because 99 times out of 100, it's not going to make a massive difference um, in terms of a benefit. But you do also run into the possibility of you, you know, spilling, blurring or manipulating your body in a way that it's not used to you're generally speaking the the least um drastic you can be in peak week the better so i have no doubt that a lot of you will have heard um you know that generally speaking from you know 7 to 10 days out uh, up until you know maybe a few days out from the shoot or the show that uh, clients or competitors will load sodium and water and deplete carbohydrates, basically engaging high volume depletion workouts as well. Um, And then for the last two to three days, they cut sodium, they cut water, they take a diuretic and they ingest a large amount of potassium, stop training and load a huge amount of carbohydrates. Now, this protocol or this way of uh, attacking things usually ends up with people looking softer, flatter, less vascular, um, and it's basically just taking a massive back step in terms of what you're trying to achieve on, on soul day, on shoot day or, sh- or show day. And, um, you know, the goal of any peak week protocol, obviously, is to get as much water into the muscle cell, you see, uh, and leave as little water in subcutaneous layer or subcutaneous body fat between the muscle and the skin, um, you know, as possible. And, you know, your body's natural state, I'd say you hold about 70% of the water inside your cells and about 30% outside your cells. So we want to make sure that we're utilizing as much of this as possible. And we're not just, uh, you know, getting ahead of ourselves in terms of, you know, our goals or aspirations. Um, However, uh, hormones that are affected or that, that come into play are hormones like um, aldosterone. So it's a water retention hormone, um, which generally increases, um, you know, and causes water to be reabsorbed from the nephrons in the kidney um, and fill then the the intercidial space. Um, The one thing that you do need to bear in mind when you're doing this is 
kidney function is important, you know, and in terms of getting lean, believe it or not, kidney function is important because water is a massive manipulator of condition and it's a massive manipulator of, you know, you being at this stage, um, you know, in terms of where you're, uh, where you're focusing with water and sodium and potassium and, and, and all that business. But it's something that I think we need to sometimes take a step back and say, okay, well, from from a science aspect, you know, we know uh, Le Chatelier's principle, which is essentially summarized that, you know, if a chemical system at equilibrium experiences a change in concentration or temperature or volume or pressure or whatever it is, that equilibrium will shift to partially counteract the opposed change. And, you know, if you cause some form of variation, your body actually tries to adapt and find homeostasis at all times. For example, you've got water in the muscle, you know, then you've got water in this uh, interstitial uh, space that fills the subcutaneous layer. And then, of course, you will, like we said, will also have water in the kidneys being excreted. If you're to take a diuretic to increase water excretion, though, um, it increases the removal of water, you know, from the nephron and um, and the kidneys. The kidneys play a massive role. Now, in terms of your organs, of course, there's there's plenty of important organs. When it comes to condition, it seems, and, and your body's ability to excrete or manipulate water or water variability, your kidneys are important. They really, really are. You know, um, I think, you know, you should be aiming to maximize the water in the cell, like we said before, you know, but you're just not going to be able to accomplish that when you start reducing the amount of uh, of water in your body. Um, you know, it's it, it's important to look at the, you know, the hormones or, or how things are cycling up and down during the space. So when you cut sodium, Obviously, your body fights to maintain its homeostasis. So aldosterone secretion increases um, from the adrenal glands and sodium reabsorption is, is there, you know, integrated back into the kidney. So water reabsorption in the kidney is, is, is important. And the physiological changes that happen, obviously, when you cut sodium in your diet is, you know, that your body will fight to maintain this homeostasis, um, secreting aldosterone, you know, from your adrenals, um, you know, and obviously this hormone um, causes your body to reabsorb uh, sodium and water into the kidneys as well. So we'll just make sure that, you know, when you're doing that, that you're aware or you've got a game plan or you know um, what the strategy is and, and, and where you're going with things. And accountability is massively important in situations like this because you may feel like you're losing weight. You may feel like you're too skinny and you may feel like you're going to screw up your peak or you may be petrified of carving up or all of these things that sometimes you just need a pat in the back and go, listen, just crack on, do it. You've only got, you know, another few weeks left. Stop overthinking it. Stop procrastinating and actually get the work done. So, you know, the difference between peak weeks and, and the knowledge behind peak weeks essentially comes from the sodium potassium pump now, which is obviously an ATP driven pump. Um, and it pumps three sodiums out of the cell, two potassiums into the cell and each pump, let's say. Um, so it's a, a three to two ratio. But, you know, going through this and 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 going forward with your your ability to get that extra last few percent out of your body, 
you know, I, I do not recommend cutting water during peak week. I recommend cutting it at a steady level every single day. You know, if you've been taking six liters a day, keep taking six, you know, then maybe take five, then take four, cut it down slowly. You boom, all at once, you're going to be struggling massively because your body's so used to, you know, those, uh, you know, that, that, that level of manipulation, you know, in, in, in progress. So you also have to bear in mind too, that there are certain circumstances where, whereby I will get a, a client increase their water intake as, you know, peak week progresses. Now, this comes back to the physiology of what's happening in the muscle cell and our want or need for fullness in the muscle. Now, this will change from client to client. This will change depending on whether um, the client is enhanced or, or natural or male or female to a degree based on their hormone levels. Um, also, whether I feel or have felt over the duration of that prep um, that that client will be will perform better um, or look fuller or how much muscle mass they have. All of this is, is, is really, really important when it comes to the last few days of a prep. And once you've, you know, this is probably the main conversation that I have. If someone comes to me six weeks out, eight, eight weeks out, or even 12 weeks out, I feel like that's great. And we will do the absolute best we can. It is very unlikely that we won't get you in the best shape of your life. I mean, that's our goal. That's our job. But the more time that we have with a client, the better. And the more time that I do a photo shoot with or various photo shoots or various cuts with a client, the better. Now, for example, Darren, who competed on the weekend um, in Ireland and came first, he won, he got three trophies and did exceptionally well, as most of you know, is and has been a client of mine for about three and a half years. And we have cut down for numerous shoots. We have He shot with some of the best photographers in the world and he's 50. And each time we cut down, I get better and better and better at reading his body. Each time he cuts down, his body gets used to the processes. Of course, every single cut's different. And even for you as an individual right now, what's worked for you in the past may not work for you going forward. It's always a matter of assessing how your body responds to you know, different stresses or stimuli or situations in your life as well. You know, I think that's that's a really, really important point that you will, you have, for example, uh, we've got some clients, of, uh, quite a number of clients, and quite a number of my clients are in their 40s or 50s getting in the best shape of their lives. Uh, don't get me wrong, I've got clients in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, and also in their 60s who are all getting in the best shape of their lives. However, when you... Um, change or progress or there are different parameters that are put in place um, as you get older and, and stresses change. Sometimes things become more a little bit more difficult. Sometimes things come a little bit easier. Um, and what we have to do as, as client and coach in this relationship is figure out what's best for your body right now, how you're going to go about you know, making this happen. And it's not a case of, you know, if it can happen, it's just a case of how we can make it happen. Um, and I urge you massively if you're out there and you have some form of self-belief, 
you've seen the people coming through. You've seen that the, the lives that were changing, they're no different from you. They're working no more, no less hours than you. They have, you know, no more sleep than you. They have uh, no less responsibilities than you. They just aren't making excuses. So this is me calling you out politely and saying, if this is something that you really want to do, you know, you need to get involved. You really do. And I think it's something that we, we urge anyone out there. And I'm the biggest advocate of just do it. I mean, you know, when I say this all the time, I never expected to be on the cover of magazines or to get in, in the shape that I have done. And that's great. But what fulfills me even more is seeing how much confidence I can uh, give or support I can give to people, you know, for all over the world in, in any shape or size, you know, male or female, uh, you know, any age, 30s, 40s, 50s, get in the best shape of their lives and really instill that confidence in them. Um, and you. And if that's you, I would love to have a conversation with you. And I challenge you to tell me on the phone why you cannot achieve this. And we can have a little chat. And if you do want to have a chat, then just click the link below. Um, you know, go onto the, the cover model Skype uh, page and you can book a call in with me. It is absolutely free. You just fill out your questionnaire. So I would love you to give me an excuse as to why this cannot happen. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Supplement Needs. Supplement Needs are one of the UK's fastest growing online health and supplement stores. They have completely exploded over the last year and have been giving out not only some incredible products, but also some incredible information. For me, over the last number of years, I feel like the health aspect of the health and fitness industry has been completely left out. And companies like Supplement Needs are bringing your health as a priority to the forefront. For me, maybe it's because I'm a little bit older, maybe it's because I'm a little bit wiser, but I'm focusing so much more now on health, knowing that I can never fully perform without being as optimal as I possibly can in terms of my health. A lot of the supplements that I take from Supplement Needs and have been taking are health related. For example, zinc, magnesium, P5P, L-theanine, 5-HTP, vitamin B5, ashwagandha, methyl B12, vitamin D3, curcumin, and tudka. Now, for me to bring a sponsor onto the podcast, it is imperative for me firstly that I believe in the brand their ethos, their message, but also their supplements. Now, knowing that Dr. Dean St. Mart heads their intelligence and their formulation is incredible. Just to have someone like that to give that level of detail. For those of you guys who don't know, Dr. Dean is a great friend of mine and he has a PhD in organic chemistry. His sole goal is to help supplement needs create the best possible formulations possible. Uh, so over the last number of months, he has created four stacks. There's a kidney and blood pressure stack, a liver stack, a sleep stack, and a heart stack. Now for me to have a relationship with a company that gives that level of detail and puts that much uh, emphasis on making other people's health a priority, especially when it comes to science, it was an absolute no-brainer for me. 
You can also find a lot of other supplements on their, uh, both in their in-house store in New Milton, but also online on their website, Redcon One, Granite Supplements, Anabolic Design, Adapt, SciTech, and more recently, the Train by JP Nutrition Supplements. Some amazing products, uh, just an amazing brand, and really excited to be working with them. If you haven't, please check them out at supplementneeds.co.uk. You can also find them on Instagram. And if you want to save some money off, use the code SPEARMAN on your order to save yourself some money. Now, back to the physiology and back to the science of what's going on in terms of water manipulation, we need to, and I want to do a real deep dive, okay? Now, the organ that is most responsible for water manipulation is what? The kidney. Now, kidney physiology is something, or or renal physiology is something that um, I've worked very closely with in, you know, my undergraduate and, and also in my master's and looking at how water is manipulated in the body and that's helped me massively massively when it comes to peak week for myself but also for hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of clients who are getting in the best shape of their life so just for those of you who either don't care haven't done a degree don't and you don't need to do a degree i'm going to give you a brief synopsis of what happens so essentially um you know of course your body is is essentially a machine (laughs) it's it really is and you know your machine needs to be oiled and cleaned and the the organ that you that is most responsible for facilitating or cleaning your blood is the kidney in a sense so of course, we're well aware, you know, that blood is circulated around the body. Um, you know, I'm not even going to go into the, the million different things that the blood actually does rather than the obvious of just carrying oxygen. But this blood needs to be cleaned. And the organ that does this is is essentially the kidney. So blood essentially gets pumped into the kidney and your waste products uh, get taken out by the kidney filtered uh, the blood gets filtered and then back out of the, the kidney for those of you guys who didn't know that's exactly what the kidney does essentially obviously amongst other things so it is responsible for cleaning the blood and taking out any um waste products uh any anything that does not need to be there and then obviously clean blood circulates the body and you know of course it then goes wherever to the lungs gets oxygenated and then and then that gets passed around the body but essentially that's what the kidney does now as the kidney is is taking blood of course um you know it it, it is pulling uh blood that has been circulating the the body um into the kidney and there's various sections of the kidney that we need to at least have a little discussion about um and if you were to think, for example, of the anatomy of a kidney, obviously you've got the, the renal vein and the renal artery. So obviously, you know, one takes blood, you know, from the body or from uh, from the lungs to the lungs, back and forth, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you will then have your ureter, which essentially your pelvis ureter is basically your filtration point from your kidney. Obviously, the blood comes in. It gets uh, cleaned, let's say, and any of the waste products uh, get removed, and um, they that is obviously excreted, let's say, through the pelvis ureter, which eventually you know becomes your urine, and and you pass that out. So 
Within the actual anatomy of the kidney, you've got what is called a fibrous capsule. Just imagine this is like the kidney. For those of you guys who don't know what a kidney looks like, it's essentially like a little nut. <laughs> Obviously, it's, it's big. It's bigger than that, but it's essentially like a little nut shape, um, almost like a peanut. And um, the outside is called a fibrous capsule. Within that, you have got a cortex. Um, and then obviously within that, you've got the uh, the brain substance or pyramids. So essentially the pyramids are like, uh, if you can imagine uh, an extra large peanut and inside the peanut, you've got little uh, triangles, let's say, um, lined up in the middle, um, basically like Toblerones. Uh, and it's within these pyramids that obviously each, uh, all of this filtration happens. And that's obviously encapsulated or covered by this fibrous capsule. So essentially these little Toblerone shaped uh, pyramids, uh, that is where filtration occurs. And the blood comes in, gets filtrated, um, gets cleaned, and then the clean blood leaves and then the uh, any of that waste product gets collected and gets um, deposited into the ureter, which eventually will go to the bladder. And then obviously you excrete that as urine. Essentially, guys, that's what happens. Now, at a, at a microscopic level, let's just say you've got a muscle, okay? And each individual unit of a muscle is, say, a muscle cell, right? For example, um, the individual units, let's say, um, that are responsible for filtration in the kidney, okay, are called nephrons. Now, essentially, a nephron is a little, um, it's a little loop uh, whereby you have uh, clean blood coming in, and it's essentially like a little, a little small little machines, um, you could say, that are the individual, um, the individual parts. Or, or physiological parts of the kidney that are responsible for cleaning the blood. I'm not going to go into exactly how this works, but essentially it's like a little bowl at the top of the nephron. The blood comes in, gets circulated, and then obviously the, the blood gets cleaned, follows down a little tube and comes all the way back up and around and then goes into what is called the collecting duct, which obviously takes the, the waste products away. Now, why is that, ref why is that reference really important? The reason that's important is because the, the hormone that we're talking about, aldosterone, is extremely important in relation to what actually happens here in the kidney. And obviously, this uh, aldosterone increases the reabsorption of either sodium, um, obviously manipulates the uh, intake of, say, potassium, and therefore has an impact on water. Now, you know, in a situation like this, you have to be aware of, of what's actually happening in that, you know, in that nephron or in the kidney. So, for example, uh, you know, like we said before, aldosterone is a steroid hormone. OK, so um, it is synthesized um, in the adrenal cortex um, and it's responsible for sodium chloride and potassium uh, and the fluid balance. Um, you know, so generally it's, it, it, it's really important hormone here, um, and affects this whole process of your body's ability during this filtration, um, system of deciding, let's say how much water is being pulled out of the blood 
what waste products are being pulled out of the blood, what sodium and potassium is being pulled out of the blood, um, and how much of that is getting put into the urine versus how much is actually staying within the blood and staying within the body. So as you can imagine, manipulating various uh, water levels or sodium levels will have an impact on aldosterone and therefore always um, you know, play a part in you or your body's homeostasis um, and your body's ability to manipulate these variables to get in specific shape. So the physiological change that happens, obviously, when you cut sodium from your diet, you know, your body will fight to maintain this homeostasis you know, and, and therefore secretes aldosterone from your adrenal glands. Um, obviously, as we said, this hormone causes your body to reabsorb sodium and water in the kidneys, like we just said. Um, so that manipulation is 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 really important. And, and how we go about that or how we go about that manipulation is key to progress um, in peak week. Um, and these are things that, you know, you can know all the science in the world and you can try and create some formulas and you you'll get lost but equally you can be incredible um without knowing any of this science i suppose i'm just helping you kind of put this into perspective a little now what's all this business about sodium and potassium so essentially on the on the inside and the outside of the cell you have obviously a cell membrane cell wall and you have what is called a sodium potassium pump so essentially, this is an ATP-driven pump. What that means is it needs energy from the cell. Um, and essentially, uh, this pumps three sodiums out of the cell and two sodiums into the cell every time this pumps. Now, that obviously is going to change or manipulate the salt balance. Of course, sodium and potassium are salts. Um, and obviously, these are things that you may or may not want to manipulate when you are focusing around peak week. Being completely honest, I do not do a huge amount of manipulation with these salts. Essentially, sodium wants to go inside the cell, you know, so much so that the pump is working um, like pretty quickly um, uh, in and out and in and out with sodium and potassium um, to kind of regulate the control of this. The only thing that you're doing by following a peak, a, a peak week protocol, let's say, is putting fluid where you don't want it and flatten yourself by, uh, let's say, w w what people would normally suggest is, is to dehydrate. Um, you know, if you're cutting sodium and water, you will be dehydrated for sure. You know, loading potassium won't make up for the massive sodium depletion in your cells. And it's quite difficult to do, um, you know, and, and if you get enough potassium in your system, it'll hyperpolarize hyperpolar, hyper your cardiac cells and actually stop your heart. You know, obviously that's an extreme, but it'll happen. You know, and this has happened, you know, people in the past and unfortunately, you know, have had heart attacks or, or passed away or obviously this is an extreme. I'm not trying to scare you, but you know, there's, there's quite a lot of people at that level who've passed out because they, they've got their salt balance just all wrong. Um, and what I, what I always say is like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, think about it like this. If, if you're, if you're looking great on peak week, you know, a, a week out from the show, that means you've done everything well so far. You haven't messed with diuretic, sodium or anything like that. And following that line of thinking, like, why would you go away and, and, you know, undo all of that hard work by, you know, playing around with some sodium and potassium and, and, and stuff that you haven't been doing thus far for the sake of 5%. 
you know um and, and the thing about doing this especially if, if you're if you're doing this by yourself you getting it right will probably increase your look by five percent mm-hmm. you getting it wrong will probably decrease your look by 25 percent. it's just not worth it unless you're working with a coach who knows your body really really well and what i would say is you can be working with a coach who has oh trust me i've done this with loads of people now although i have i will still never do something like this with a client unless i really know their body i think it's just not necessary now so what should we do on a peak week or or what do i recommend so i I genuinely don't recommend cutting water massively on peak week like i mentioned before i recommend keeping it relatively steady and you may drop it slightly okay you know let's just say um if you really wanted to drop it you could but you know generally speaking depending on the individual and and their parameters you can also increase it and and have amazing results so let's just say you've been taking six liters a day you know let's just say six liters per day every day you know and if you've been taking four liters a day you know keep taking four liters a day whatever it is um you don't really need to do anything drastic you know one question i get is is what is the minimum amount of water i should be taking in and as a rule, it should be, let's say, 10 mils per kilo of body weight um, is a good start. But that can change from person to person. Um, you know, it's drastic. You have to remember things like caffeine is a mild diuretic, um, but it doesn't dehydrate you. This is the one thing that people don't understand. It's a diuretic, it's mild, but it won't dehydrate you. Drinking coffee still hydrates you more than if you didn't drink it, right? Um, he, and that is something that people... Uh, don't fully comprehend you know you, you essentially you don't want to feel like you have to to pee when you're on stage or you're doing a shoes especially when you know you're you're in whatever bikini or suit or, or whatever it is you're in um but equally you know also you don't want to have a belly full of water uh you know when you step on stage or in front of the camera and you're running out every five minutes so modest tweaks to sodium can be beneficial but nothing drastic so this is something that we we focus on massively with with our clients is maybe in the lead up and very mild nothing drastic that being said i always encourage during a during any form of diet that you have or are looking towards um probably salting your meals and it's something that a lot of people don't do one because they don't see the benefit or they don't know the benefit or they've never been told the benefit but also because they think through media that salt is bad it isn't your body needs salt your body needs sodium it's important so what should you do on peak week now i don't want to get into the actual carb loading too much but you know this podcast is about water manipulation and sodium potassium and essentially educating you guys a little bit more on the benefits and what you should and shouldn't do. Um, And I suppose the overarching statement or summary is it depends always. But um, as stated before, for me, there isn't any massive reason to make any massive changes. Um, You know, some of the other things that I say to people on peak week is do not train to failure on peak week. Even if you're accustomed to it, always stay a few reps shy. You don't use drop sets or giant sets or any kind of advanced techniques during this peak week because this is not going to be beneficial. You do not want to over um, overstretch. You do not want to be causing unnecessary damage. You do not want to be causing a 
heightened degree of inflammation. Um, and especially, for example, when it comes to leg training, I normally will get a client to not train legs the week of a show uh, or a shoot. It's normally something that should be, uh, it should be, you know, probably, uh, generally speaking, we do it the week, uh, exactly a week out from the show or a shoot. So, uh, you know, the last two days out from a show or a shoot should be light body circuits, 30, 40 minute pumps, staying well short of failure, five, six, seven rep shy using machines only. Um, the reason we do this is you just want to break a light sweat and get a pump. That's it. You don't want to be doing anything that is difficult or that, you know, barbells, dumbbells, not necessary. I think machines are great. It's, it's handy. It's easy. You're not going to overstretch yourself um, in out leave. Do not do anything that has the potential um, of making you overly sore, essentially. Important, important, important. I'm going to touch briefly on some carbohydrate techniques, but uh, it's not something that I want to really go into. That will be for another podcast. But essentially, um, I like front loading. Now, um, essentially, you know, as I stated already, I don't really care for massive, aggressive carb loading, you know, really, really close to the show. And it makes it quite difficult to gauge, right? You know, and I glossed over this earlier, but basically I load carbs earlier in the week. Now, why do I do this? Um, essentially, it gives time to assess how your body is responding and make adjustments. If Number two, if we need to make adjustments, we have, you know, a few days as opposed to hours to fine tune things. And number three, when you're loading with carbohydrates, you're still training relatively hard, giving your body a better reason to push them into the muscle cells. And this psychologically can be really beneficial in the last week of uh, leading up to a show or a shoot. So taking these things into account, um, you know, I suppose the main summary is do not do anything bloody drastic. And if you are going to play around with stuff like this, make sure that, you know, that you're on top of things and you know what you're doing and you're not just doing stuff like this because such and such said, or this is what such and such does. This is an, an important aspect of you and your body that really needs to be fine tuned and specific to you rather than just doing what somebody else said. This is something that I, I cannot stress enough. I really can't. Um, we've got a lot of people recently, I suppose, uh, asking us questions about peak week or they've just done a show or a shoot and they're looking forward to the new year. And I suppose we've got about six months until some of the, the shows at the start of next year here in the United Kingdom, but also all over the world. And people want to get in or want to get ready for those shoots and shows. And they're looking to build a little bit of muscle or to use, I suppose, October, November, December to really um, prepare themselves for next year. What I would say is if you're thinking or considering working with us or the team or getting involved in the, the Cover Model Academy, um, what I would say, be it you know getting on stage or doing a photo shoot, reach out to us early and at least we can have a conversation. We can tell you what we would suggest, whether we feel like we can help and maybe put some action plans in place. You may not, it may not be beneficial for you to start working with us straight away. If it is, great. If not, then we'll advise you to do X, Y, and Z in the next, you know, few months. 
And then we will start a preparation for January, February, leading into the spring of next year. So if this is something that you're really, really interested in doing, you're thinking of competing for the first time, you're thinking of doing a shoot for the first time, you've done a shoot and you want to compete for the first time, or you've competed and you want to compete but take things to the next level, then the Cover Model Academy is definitely the place for you. Um, we get so, there's so much good feedback, and I think the level that we, I mean, I challenge anyone to find a better program. Now, I'm not saying that because we're great. What I'm saying is that the level of service that we offer is second to none because you have an hour-long call with us every single week, an hour-long call where we go through scientific detail, um, what to do with your potentially with your clients if you have any. Um, how to manipulate food, um, specific uh, aspects of nutrition, training, supplementation, you know, um, fat loss um, supplements in particular. Um, of course, there are, will be always a number of people um, who are utilizing um, specific compounds that need a little bit of direction. Uh, this is the perfect opportunity over um, an hour long call that we can articulate this and ask, answer and ask questions to you guys back and forward um, and help you guys get in the best shape of your life. Other than that, the infrastructure in the business and the pre-recorded videos that we have that we give you straight off the bat are amazing, let alone the contact that you have with me and all of my coaches. You know, it's a whole team um, helping you in achieving your goals. And even better than that, it's the network that you build within our WhatsApp group or our Facebook group or on these calls within the Cover Model Academy, where right now we have 40 to 50 athletes who are competing or doing shoots at an exceptionally high level. And that's a really good network for you to be a part of. Um, You know, of course, we've got, if you're listening to this and, and they're not your goals, we have a number of other programs that aren't focused around getting you in Cover Model shape, of course. There are plenty of uh, other tiers and plenty of people all over the world who just want to lose weight, male or female. Um, So the best thing you can do is if you're interested in any program or learning a little bit more about the programs, then click the link below, uh, fill out the form. uh, You go onto the Cover Model Skype page, uh, fill out the form um, in as much detail and as honest as you possibly can. And then I will jump on a call with you. We'll book it and schedule a call. I will jump on a call with you and uh, and see how we can help you if we can. And if we can't, what I would advise you doing going forward. Guys, I hope you're having an awesome week. I hope it's productive. Um, as always, I'm going to leave you with the same quote that I leave you at the end of every podcast. Make the most of today. You will not get this day again. Guys, I'm interrupting this podcast for one reason only. I want to say a massive, massive thank you to every single one of you listening. Whether you've left a review on iTunes, whether you've shared this in your story, whether you've referred this to a friend, I just want to say a massive thank you. As a thank you from me, I want to give every single one of you something for free, something that you can take away and something that you can use. So what I want you to do right now, while you're listening, whether you're on Spotify, whether you're on Stitcher or whether you're on iTunes, continue listening this second, head straight over to my Instagram page. Now, I want you to click the link in my bio and hit free arm guide. I want you guys to download that, take it away, utilize it, give it a go. Let me know your feedback. Let me know how you're getting on as a massive thank you from me to you. So click the link in my bio, 
put your email address in, it will get sent directly to you in seconds, completely automatically, completely for free, as a massive thank you for you guys um, even listening to this. You know, I never thought that there would be this many people listening. Just recently, we've hit 100,000 downloads, which is mental, um, and I wanna give something back. So as a thank you from me to you, uh, click the link in my bio, download the free arm guide, and get started. Um, you've got three workouts within that arm guide. You've got a hypertrophy arm day, you've got a strength arm day, and you have got an arm blaster. Now, if you're gonna do the arm blaster, take about 60 to 90 minutes out of your day because it is gonna be amazing. Um, it's a little bit longer than usual, but some really, really good execution tips in that ebook. I hope you make the most of it. Guys, thank you again.